1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at Champacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: I've on
2: Talk
0: Sheen. Recorded live. Hey, what's going on, people? Again, welcome to Sound City Radio. This is Church.
2: So I got on my knees, and I prayed unto God, I said, Lord, help me please, I need a change in my heart, for if I abide inside you, and your word inside of me, that's what I will, and it be done. Why we're ignored, and we're expecting God. All right. Oh, we're looking forward and we're expecting God. We're looking forward and we're expecting God. Oh, we trust in you. Yeah. be God, we're in the Lord, and we're it God.
0: And Williams with his new album, Win Your Heart. This is Church, and it's your true friend, better known as Will of God. And here on this radio station, better known as Sound City Radio, we practice freedom of speech. Freedom to grow and freedom to learn and know. All I ask you to do is be real, be safe, and you sure enough better be ready. Down that number seven two four-four four four seven four four four. Put the pin number in, one four three-nine oh six pound. And then you gotta wait a second and push one pound to enter the show and start eight to talk. Let me introduce you to my homeboy, Minister Calvin Myers. Where you at, better? You in the building? Yes, sir. We are in the building, Doctor. Uh righty, now, I'm waiting for you to put it right there where we belong. <laughs> Cause I'm going to fall back. Talk to him now. Hey, man, how's everybody doing?
3: I've been uh, pretty busy lately. I've been doing some things and trying to handle my business and taking care of things, making sure everything is straight. And stuff. We always look excited to hear from you if you want to call in. You've got the text information, what to do to call in. And also, I just want to let everybody know, I'm Mary, have a happy New Year's and a Merry
2: Christmas.
3: We want you to know that we love you. We are praying
2: for everybody.
3: Um, life goes fast. and If you're not prepared for what things happen in life, you can miss your whole life wasting time on things. Things is not important. So what we want people to do in many cases, we want people to pick up the pieces of your life. We want people to encourage you, build you up, strengthen you, and speak words of encouragement to your life. Uh, there's a lot of things. The Bible said there many devices in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord. So there's a lot of things that we can do in our life, people. There's a lot of things that you and I can find to do. Uh, you can get yourself caught up into so many different activities, in many words, and miss the purpose of God. And at the end of the day, it's really all about the purpose of God. God has a plan for everybody's life, y'all, and He want to use you to the fullest, the
0: fullest
3: of your life. He got a plan for you, and the only way we can find out what is God planned for us, we got to get into His Word. And the more we get into his word, we begin to understand that God is not slack concerning of his promise, as some men count flat, slackness. the Bible says. But he is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any man should perish, but that all men might come to repentance. So I just want you to know that God got a plan for you. And I'm just sitting out, text to all my friends right now. I'm letting everybody know we're on the radio. We're here. We want you to join in. If you wanna talk, just put uh, star eight and you can join on in and just and you could talk. We don't want nobody to be slighted, nobody to miss opportunity. We want everybody to be able to speak because you all have a voice. We're living in a time where people are looking for respect, people are looking for honor. Sometimes you gotta ask yourself a question, do you wanna make people honor you or respect you, or do you want it to be free will? You know, is it free? you rather people honor, respect you, uh, or would you demand that they honor you and demand that they respect you? You you get what I'm saying? so there are times in all of our lives when we, we look for respect. And so today what we're going to talk about is respect. We're going to talk about honor. We're going to talk about those two things. We're going to talk about respect we're going to talk about honor. What's the difference in those two? Is there a difference in respect and so on? Is there a difference between honor and so on? What is the difference between those two category there, you know? We all think it's the same thing. It seems like it's the same, but it's a difference. You know, you respect your boss, but you honor your parents. Are you with me? Uh because the Bible says to honor your mother and father that your days may be long upon earth. He didn't say respect your mother and father that your days will be long upon earth. He said honor them.
2: There's a difference.
3: When you honor them, mm-hmm. that means you got to do uh, what you can do in order to honor them. Let me just give me one second real quick. just want
1: to make a quick change that. sure that everybody can hear me
3: real quick. And so I just want to send that out to you. Hopefully, if everybody should hear me, if not, will send me a text. Let me know how that sounds. I'm hoping that that sounds a lot more better. Um, so we want to know the difference between honor and respect in people. I want you guys to get this in your heart, man. Get it in your heart, woman, and God. Honor, respect. We took a long way in our life in these days and times. There's a lot of things going on. We got people who are, if you look at politicians, sometimes people don't want to talk about politicians or what have you. But folks, let's be real. You can't ignore politicians. They're the ones who make up our laws, legislation, what happens in our workplace, and everything around you. You cannot avoid it. It's inevitable, it's everywhere around you. You can find out. What's going on in this world, uh, what you see on your news, what's happening to everybody. Um, I find it quite interesting that we're living in a time now when it's almost like Judges. The Bible said, and every man doing that which is right in his own eyes.
2: Can you imagine Everybody doing that which is right in his own eyes, like in the book of Judges. Folks, oh, that's scary. That is scary. If everybody doing that which is right in their own eyes, you know what that means? People are unaccountable for. They are unaccountable
3: for. And that's a big problem in this day and time when you're living in this hour
1: where people are unaccountable
2: for. So I
1: just wanna make
0: Uh, well, people we have a little technical difficulty, uh, remember to dial that number 724-444-7444. Put the pin number in, one four three 906 pounds Push one pound into the show and start at right the talk. We're here with Minister Kyle Myers, and he's definitely going to bring the word for y'all. And remember, to anybody that knows somebody, just show some love. We're always waiting for that, especially during this time of season, And uh, one thing I've got to tell y'all is we had a great, great concert at Triangle Faith International National Worship Center. Ooh, it was something else. Boy, that Christmas concert, and good old what is that? Air <laughs> Wheels. Oh, he sang like three songs. It was something special. But see, there at Triangle Faith, which is you known at um, 301 Robinson Avenue, they have a community choir, and they do it every two times a year to do it. And anybody can sing. You can come, I don't care where you're from. That's the way our church roll. You don't care if you save or not saved. This is all you singing unto the Lord. Because when you sing to God, it will change you. You don't want to go in there, hey, hallelujah, while you're high. Come on, man. If people do that, I don't know what to tell them. But that's their problem. They got to figure that one out. But, again, this is South City Radio. I'm going from Minister Kyle Myers. This is church. And I'm a true friend of the will of God. And you see what the topic is. It's a really good topic. Honor and respect, are they the same? He's going from chapter 1, Samuel, verse 17. And Minister Kyle Myers, are you still in the building? We're waiting for you, but I guess he doesn't realize something happened to his phone. All right. So, Again, people, this is a new year. What happens in it that's coming is going to be something that we ain't going to be ready for. You already know the Bible says that <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better, but when it gets better, that's when Jesus comes back. Because you know, when the devil only got a little bit of time left on this earth, he's going to be mad. He's not going to be all gentle and all pleasant. He's going to at your children. If you ain't noticed, the children right now are just, I've seen them on the subway. They're just rolling up weed, they doing anything, they're cursing, they calling little girls bees. It's, it's so sad what's going on that they don't even want to mentor anymore. They just want to be free with it, say whatever they want to say with it, and then fall in line of peer pressure. Because not every child wants to do what the other child is doing. don't make sense but the other people would do. I can't help. Them. All I'm do is speak to them and pray for them, but I don't have the power to help them get out of the situation that they want to be in. Because everybody got a situation, from what I believe. You can't help it. You're just going to have to just deal with it, pray, hope that all. God sits there and transforms everybody that needs to be transformed. And it's something beautiful, which is, you know, annoying God-fearing. On time. Feared. At all point. So while we waiting for Mr. Kyle Myers, I said, you know what? Let me just do something real quick. Because I think he's having a problem with his phone. Let me pull on my good old brother. <laughs> I like is on. He's he, he, something else. And Williams, he, he, uh-uh-uh. He got a nice album. If you ever want to get it, maybe he'll call in and tell us where to find it. This is one of my favorite songs while we wait for Mr. Calvin Myers. Because I do it all on my own
2: without you. I hope i gained it all, all alone, yet I forgot you. Now I'm crying, Lord, that you with restore this joy about salvation. Consecrate me now as I take this vow of rededication of my fall, forgive me of my hope, forgive me of my dreams, forgive me from the death of this broken life, forgive me I was wrong. I dreamt that I would be more than he wanted me, by my faith. But now I know without you I cannot do what I do I need your help As the deer print out To the water's brook, For you I long Rise up in me now as I cry out Lord To you in this song Forgive me of my hope. Forgive me of my dreams, Forgive me from the dead of the broken heart. Give me out of my heart. A free dedication give me up my daughter, give me up my hope, give me up my dreams. Free me from the death of the broken heart. Forgive me I will heart.
0: Minister Aaron Williams, and back to Minister Calvin Myers. Are you back in the door, brother?
3: I'm trying, doctor. Can you hear me clear now?
0: Oh, we can hear you most excellent now. That's what I'm talking about. Proceed on.
3: Word up. So what we're going to do, we have First Samuel chapter 17, and I'm going to start off at chapter, verse 45. I'm dealing with David when he meets Goliath. The topic that we're going to talk about is honor and respect. Let's look at verse 45. Verse 45, chapter 1 Samuel, chapter 17, and verse 45 said, Then said David to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. For the Lord, I came to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head off from thee, and I will give the carcass of the hosts of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air. And the wild well beast, the wild beast of the earth, that is in all the earth, may know that there is a God in Israel. And all the families should know that the Lord favours not with the sword and with the spear, but the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass that when the Philistine arose and came drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine, and David put his hand in his bag and he took thence a stone, a sling, and sling it, and smoked the Philistine in the fore, his forehead. Now, to me, that remind me that he took the stone, and it became a 38, a oh, 357, and blew out Goliath's brain. Listen to this, y'all. That the stone sunk into the forehead and he fell upon the face of the earth. That sounds like a 357 to me, folks. I don't know about y'all. So David prevailed over the Philistines with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him, and there was no sword in his hand of David. Listen, therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took the sword and drew it out from the ship, the ship the, you know, the the, uh, the ship that he had inside thereof, and he slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines listened and saw that their champions were dead, they fled. And the men of Israel, Judah, rose and shouted and pursued the Philistines. And thou comest to the valley and to the gates of Ekron and to the rooms and to the wounded, to the Philistines, fell down by the way of Shariah, even into Gath and to Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistine, and they spoiled their tents. That means they took everything that the Philistine had in their tent. And, and David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, and he put the armor in his tent. And when Saul saw David, 4 against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is youth? Whose son is this youth? And Abner said, as thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. And the king inquired, thou whose son this stripling is? Your strapling is. And David returned from the slaughter of the Philistines. And Abner took him and brought him before Saul, and, and, and before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said unto him, Whose son art thou, young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. And it came to pass that when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and let him go no more home to his father's house.
0: And Jonathan
3: and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of his robe that was upon him and gave it and his garment, even to his sword, to his bow, and to his girdle. Listen, folks, this is beautiful right here, because a lot of times you don't see people respect people and show that type of honor and respect. So this is what I want you guys to do. You may see me tripping up sometime when I'm reading this thing, because I'm trying to explain some things to you. My eyes are not the best eyes in the world, okay? So y'all got to excuse me if I'm summing over words. But this is what happened in that day and that time. David and Jonathan became friends. Jonathan takes off his robe, his sword, his armor. He takes it off. He puts it on David. He wanted David to feel like he was a prince, because what he saw in David was a prince. You can respect people and you can honor people. But folks, let me tell you something. Honor is a great thing. When God put honor on someone that you can be honored, it is something special. It is something unique. One of the things that we got to realize that only God can give honor upon men. Men respect men, but God gives honor. And a lot of times when we sing a song, we say, you deserve the honor, you deserve the glory. God told Moses, I'm going," to, he said. "You come up here with me, Moses, and I'm going to take the honor that was upon you and put it on the seventy elders. When you're dealing with honor, God is the one that spills out the honor on people because He pours out the oil on different people. And sometimes honor can be on a whole family. Have you ever known a family that people just honor them a great deal? They're not kings. They're not presidents. They just carry a great deal of honor, something about honor that comes upon people. When people see you, they honor you. They show great respect and honor. Now, we say respect. People try to fight for respect. On the street, they want you to respect them. They don't care about you honoring them, but don't disrespect me. That's the way they roll like that. So in God's kingdom, we don't have to strive for respect. You want God to put honor upon you if you are a teacher, if you are a pastor, or a prophet, or an apostle, or an evangelist. It does not matter. God bestow honor upon people. People follow people when they honor them. Do you know that? When you start a church, people will come and be a part of your church because they honor you as the person. Not worship, it's honor you. And it's a beautiful thing when you see people who didn't even know to the point that they would get that type of honor. Some people are living in the bath, the shadow of the parents' honor. Folks, let me tell you something. There are people whose family have done things in the earth to this day. That family is still honored. You see it in sports, you see it in different categories. Some people might have done things. The war hero. It doesn't matter. Have you ever seen someone who wear that man to the right way? They're not pride, they're not arrogant. Anytime a man or woman wants you to respect them or honor them, something is wrong. They they demand that you respect them. They demand that you honor their title, their position. Let me tell you something,
1: y'all. You want to honor the
3: character more or less than the title. Because what we got, we're living in a time now, whether it's political or in the sports world, people got titles up the end. I'm telling you, they got titles all over. And they want you to honor that title. Folks, it's better when people honor your character. They see the type of person you are. And sometimes because of who you are will make a difference in how whether you live or die. Listen, in other countries, when people see folks, they love them because of what their father have done, how they made sacrifice. You can even look at when you hear about Obama, the Kennedys, it's certain type of people who have certain type of honor that people just everybody gonna break their neck when they hear that they're in town. If you know if the Clintons are here, we know people are not perfect, but we know that people
1: honor these
3: people. Are you hearing me? They remember what Bill Clinton did, or if you look at President Obama, or if you look at people like Joe Biden. There are certain people, if you look at people when you think about honor, there's are certain types, even in the sports, you Dr. J. People know how Dr. J carried himself professionally. Even if you look at LeBron James, there's a great deal of honor that people like about him. It all
2: depends on who you are.
3: Are because honor comes from character, but only God can give men honor. One of the stories that came to my mind was Job. When I think about the book of Job, when you get a chance, read Job chapter 29. What you will discover is that Job was a man that had a great deal of honor upon him. When you read Job 29, listen to what Job was like. He begins to explain the honor that he had that covered him, that bathed him in a robe. It was a certain type of oil. See, what Saul wanted badly, he wanted the same honor that David got. Saul got respect as a king, but they didn't honor him. They honored David. This is why the women could say Saul killed his thousand, but David is tens of thousands. That's a problem. Saul did He didn't have a woman problem. You couldn't get Saul caught up in all this mess that's going on now, Me Too thing. You don't have to worry about Saul getting caught up in the Me Too. He wasn't even caught up into that. Saul wanted the
2: honor,
3: but they gave it to David. He had the position and the respect, but he didn't have the honor. The Bible said that the men who were all the men who was oppressed in death and discontent, They went to a
0: cave
3: and followed David. Think about this. They left a city with a king and a throne to follow this man to a cave, y'all. Think about this. That's what honor is all about. Here is a difference in honor. Honor shifts the atmosphere when it comes to people. Now, the military deals with loyalty. The street deals with loyalty. Our military, when they fight, they fight for the honor. And I'm going to tell you something, there's some military people that our people as the military don't like to fight against them because they're fighting to the death for the honor. But when we as Americans say for the honor, that means we do it in a way that's such a unique way because we honor our flag. We honor this country. And when our military go in, we go in for the kill. And we also believe you don't leave no man behind. That's the way we roll So our military is the best in the world. They go in sharp and swift. And if you ever ran into an ambush, within 20 seconds, everybody's dead. 20 seconds, not even a minute. 20 seconds. Our ambush is deadly. When you walk into a military ambush, it's a done deal. And they do it quick. The Navy SEALs, when they go in, they fight for the honor. There are different types of categories that you could put honor in. But when you're dealing with this type of godly honor, a godly respect, now there are people that we, 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 we respect, we respect our elders, and in some cases we honor our elders because you may have elders who spoke with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and they know how to build people up. They know how to pull on you or bring things out of you. I love being around men that got great wisdom. I have some friends that I know at the church that when they open their mouth, they're seasoned in wisdom. You're going to learn something. They don't got to do a lot of talking, but when they do speak, they got that law of E. F. Hutton on them. When real leaders speak, people listen. So it's not in how much words you say, but it's what you're saying. Huh? Because if you're saying a word that will build up people or will strengthen people, that's the world of a difference. When Jesus walked on the earth, he opened his mouth. They said he spoke as one having authority and not as the Pharisees and the scribes. Let me tell you something. Jesus made it hard for everybody. If you were a part of some fake religion, you're going to have a problem with Jesus. Because he just didn't come with words. He came with power. I'm telling you. He's going to wreck the town, leave the door hanging off the hinges, and then he walks away like nothing has happened. But everybody's following Jesus. At one time in the Bible it said the whole world is going after him. And I mean, listen, folks, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were indignant with Jesus. They had a problem with him. He knew the law inside out. He knew the law. He was bad with the law. He said, You've heard of old that you shouldn't be so, so, but I say unto you, He broke that thing down. So when he walked away from that, then he would pray and heal people. He's bringing people back to life. But the Bible said, Now listen to this, which made himself of no reputation. Listen, he took on a form of a servant, y'all. He didn't try to get a bigger title and say, You're going to respect my title. Jesus didn't roll like that. He made himself of no reputation, meaning that he didn't take on big titles. He didn't try to be rich. Now, Jesus could have been with Nicodemus. He could have been with the Sadducees. He could have been with anybody. Everybody would have stepped him in. Even a rich young ruler came to him, tried to impress him with money. Good master, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Jesus said, why do you call me good?
2: There is nothing good.
3: What Jesus was explaining to him, even though he's the Lord of the hosts, he was saying man in general, because Jesus is 100% man, he's 100% God. He's saying man is not good. The Bible tells us that in our flesh dwells no good thing. When God died on the cross, Jesus, he did not die to save your flesh, folks. Your flesh is not saved. Your flesh will never be saved. That's why I'm amazed when people think their flesh is saved. And when you, to tell when somebody thinks their flesh is saved, they get caught up into what we call self-righteousness because they think it's about works. Works do not save you. Self-righteousness is a deadly poison. You got to be careful that you don't get caught up into that because you begin to think that your flesh is saved. Your flesh, when to sin is bad, is the man out there doing it every day? Believe me. Your flesh, when a sin is bad, is somebody who's drinking or on crack or doing a list of sex? The Bible said that your flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these two are what? Contrary one to another. They're not in agreement. Your worst enemy is not the person down the street. is not the drug dealer. is not the person in the church. It's not somebody with a title in the church. None of those people are not your worst enemy. This may surprise you, but your worst enemy, you go to sleep with him, and you wake up with him, and you give him a shower every day or every other day. You brush his teeth. You bathe him very well. You even put perfume on him. (laughs) You go out and buy your worst enemy the best clothes that money could buy. You buy the best car that your money could buy. You feed it with the best food that it wants. Your worst enemy, you take care of it with everything that you got. You even don't like you dis you don't show no respect to other people if they disrespect your worst enemy. What are you talking about, Brother Calvin? I'm talking about your flesh. It is your worst enemy. But yet you take care of your flesh more better than you would deal with God. And in many cases, some people. Do they flesh, their worst enemy, better than they do God? I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but just hang with me. We're going to get you through this. You have been putting your flesh before God. A lot of times when people say, oh, they got a flesh problem or what have you, they thinking about immorality, sexual things. Nah, that's just one of them. Even when people say, oh, they got a lust spirit. What do you mean lust spirit? The word lust means evil desire. Drinking, having that desire for alcohol all the time is an evil desire. Wanting to worship food all the time is an evil desire. It's called gluttony. See, sexual morality is one of the parts of a lust spirit. You can lust after cars, diamonds, clothes, money, position, everything. You can name it, you can lust after it. What is the thing that you like the most more than you love God? It could be a TV program. It could be the basketball game, the football game, egos. Hello. You never know what it could be. But the word lust basically mean evil, desire. When you say somebody got a lust spirit, okay, what do you talk about? What kind of lust spirit? Do you like to smoke cigarettes? Smoke marijuana? What are you doing? What do you mean lust spirit? Does he want somebody else's wife or he want somebody else's car or somebody else's home? Sometime in the days of old they want a people's vineyards. I want your vineyard. Lust spirit is evil desire. You may see anointing on someone else, and you thought sort of you going to God for it for yourself, you crave for what they got. And if you go to daddy, he'll give you the
0: same thing.
3: So when you're dealing with these type of different categories, when you're dealing with people and all kind of different things, you find yourself, it comes right back to the flesh. The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians about the works of the flesh. It gives you certain categories that it has. and Then it deals with the fruits that pertain to the fruits of the spirit. So you got the fruits of the spirit. Then you got the works of the flesh. And so Paul was talking to us. He said, they that do such things and practice these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you got to ask God to continue to cleanse you. It's a purging that has to take place. All this is a part of things. This is why I say when it deals with honor, respect is one thing. You can respect titles and position at your job with bosses, but when it comes to honor, that's a character, y'all. That's a
2: character.
3: God called it integrity also. He said about Job maintaining his integrity. The word integrity means moral uprightness moral uprightness. It's who you are when nobody's around. Only God knows that. Only God knows that. Let me say that again. People don't know that. The only thing people know about you is your past. And it's amazing to me that people hear people past, and they think that's who you are for the rest of your life. They think because I heard your past, you always going to be that person. But yet and still, they live a life that's sloppy too at times. They do things too before God, but they can't let go of your past. And they say, you are the phony. I'm not the phony, you are. Because I heard something about you that you could have done it. Not that they lied on you, you could have done it,
2: but you're not that person anymore.
3: Folks, let me tell you something. God respects when we continue to evolve as Christians. There's something that we call growth, even in little kids. When you see children and they're younger, they're one years old, that's a baby. Well, 19 years later or 20-some years later, that's no longer a baby. That's a grown person. You don't treat that person like they're still one years old. You don't come to them with no pacifier and try to stick it in their mouth and say, do you want some milk, baby? They look at you like you're crazy. So why would we treat people as though they're still in the same place they was years ago? Do we believe that God can allow people to grow? These are a Christmas holiday. Everybody's going to come up with a resolution. Some would keep it. In most cases, they don't. Do you see that you've grown over the last year? The worst thing in the world is for somebody to come and remind you of your failures of yesteryear or treat you like you're not important, like from yesteryear what you've done. Nobody likes that. You don't want to be around people that do that. And let me tell you something, anybody that keeps reminding you of who you was in the past and won't let it go, you better get away from people like that because they will never see you in light of what you're becoming. We all, all of us, are caterpillars in the working of a butterfly. We are all in the progress of where God has taken us. It's not how we start off, but it's how we finish. I am afraid of anybody or any people who won't let go of people past. It's hard to work with people like that because they will never believe that you will be nothing better than what they remember you to be in the past. You was drunken ed, they're going to always see you as drunken ed. Never mind that you got yourself cleaned up. Never mind that you learned to walk with God now. Never mind that you're building up other people and you're encouraging people. They don't care about that. They just see you as drunken ed. So you're going to always be drunk and edged and their eyes. you got to be around. This is why I love being around new people. New people bring a newness to them. It's a fresh start, a new beginning, because with new people, you don't need to bring up your past unless you're sharing your testimony. Sometimes you don't think that God has delivered you from. Don't bring it up. Sometimes. Bringing up for the edifying and encouraging people that you made it, they can make it also because of where they're at. It depends when the Holy Ghost allows you and God speaks to your heart to do these things. You share with people where you came from, but for the most part of it, when God bestow a, a level of honor upon your life walk in it. Don't keep saying you're unworthy. We 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 know you're not worthy. None of us are worthy. But I've seen God raise men up and honor them, considering where they came from. And I love it, y'all. I can't stop smiling when I see it. When I knew that someone was on crack or on drugs or was running with a bunch of ladies, it doesn't matter, or had a bad temper or couldn't be stable, lukewarm like water, unstable, up and down. When you look at Jacob's life, his name meant trickster and supplanted. You could see how God took him from trickster and supplanter to a place of honor. Are you hearing me? Because at the end, he was able to tell all his sons what their end was going to be. When you look at honor, Joseph carried that mantle of honor. He was just next to the youngest of all 12 boys, but Joseph was promoted. And you can tell when God is going to take a man somewhere because everything that Joseph touched, it turned to gold. He had to go backwards seemingly, but he was going forward. His brothers tried to sell him out. And they wanted to kill him. They sold him into slavery. He was accused of raping a woman when he didn't do that. He was in jail, but the honor
0: never stopped
2: coming to Joseph.
3: Are y'all hearing me? Potiphar. Saw something in Joseph. He gave this man in charge of his whole house. He honored that man because he saw something was, was 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 different about Joseph. But the Bible kept telling us, but the Lord was with Joseph. And then when Joseph went to jail, the keeper of the jail gave Joseph all the keys. He put Joseph in charge. The honor never left Joseph. Never left him. And then when it got to the point where he was brought up to Pharaoh, he interpreted the dream, Pharaoh gave him the ring, (laughs) and he said, only in the throne you'll be greater than me. God darn it. It's something about when God bestowed honor upon a man or a woman. He's not a respectable person, y'all. You're going to have a problem with a lot of people when that honor is on you. You best believe other people could see it. You see, what Joseph's problem was, it wasn't that his brothers could not interpret the dream. They could interpret the dream just like Joseph can. And that was the problem. When he shared his dream, they said, This Negro must be crazy if he thinks we're going to be bowing down to him. He's going to be bowing down to us. According to the Jewish custom, the older get everything, not the younger. But the way God does things, ah. When God get into things he, he He changes things. I heard a woman of God preach a message one time about Joseph's two sons when he brought him in front of uh Israel, which is Jacob when he blessed them before he died. Jacob crossed his hand and he put his right hand on the younger son and his left hand on the older son and Joseph tried to correct Jacob, and he said, "No no, he said. The elder shall serve the younger. And this woman of God preached the message called When God Crosses His Arms. (laughs) When he crosses his arms, he crosses, it should have gone to the older, but it went to the younger. Sometime in life, it seems like that's what happens. But again, you got to know your place in God. What is the Lord calling you to do? And whatever he's calling you to do, you got to be the best at whatever God called you to do. you got to be the best at it. you got to flow in that thing. you got to master that thing because you're doing this thing as unto the Lord, not unto people. And as you do it, it's harder to do things unto people because you don't know which one you're going to get. Doctor Jekyll, Mr.
2: Hyde,
3: or up or down. You don't know. But when you do it unto the Lord, even when people don't like what you're doing, you know all is well because you did it unto God. I want you all to notice that you're very important. God is going to bring a lot of you into honor. Don't look for it from the people around you. Because in some cases, God will make you honorable around the people near you. But, folks, let me tell you something. You can lick the plate a lot more better when he make it bring you to honor around people who never knew you before. I'm telling you now. Because sometimes you can be among the people that's around you, they may never eye on you or see you in that light. But when he takes you and puts you around people that don't know you, but when you come, it's something about your spirit that they love. Let me tell you something. Only God can show that to people. He showed that to his people. And he showed that to people who are not saved at the time. They saw they know that it's something about you that you've got that they need. And it's the Lord. See, the Holy Ghost himself is honor. He is honor. Wherever he moves, he moves like that. He moves. You don't got to know a bunch of scriptures. You don't got to know how to preach. You don't got to know how to teach. You don't got to have a five-fold ministry on your life. It just It's on you because you're saved. He sanctified you. He anointed you, afresh. The word anointed means to smear upon. He smeared himself upon you and God is moving in your life. Many of you, your life brings joy to people. You got to understand that you're important. And sometimes the enemy, what he would do is he would magnify the negative things around you to make you think that you're not important. But don't listen to that. That's the lie. The Bible says it is the glory of the Lord to search, to, to conceal a matter. The honor of a king is to search out a matter. chapter 25, verse 1. The heavens for height, the earth for depth, and the heart of a king is unsearchable. It is the glory of God to conceal the matter. The eye of a man is to search it out. God did glory when he concealed it. The eye is when you're searching it out. And when you search out the word of God, the Bible says when wisdom has entered into your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul." Distressing shall preserve you and understanding to keep you. God got a way of preserving you when you're seeking his wisdom. You're seeking his words. You're seeking his anointing. You just want to please daddy in everything that you do. That's when you're in the zone. That's when God is well pleased. He loves it when you just love him. This is all God ever asked of his people. He wants his people to love him. He said, when you search for me with your whole heart, then shall you find me. He wants you to come to me. He said, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. He's looking for somebody. He's, he's always, he, the, it's, it, it, it's never filled up with God. It's always vacancy. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord, go to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. He's looking for that heart that loves him. When I think of the fathers of old, Miss Withersworth and some of the men that was A.A. A. Allen that was in the United States that God raised up uh Azusa, street the movement that God came and how he moved. He came at a time when it was totally chaos, y'all. Let me tell you something. You want to see a move of God, get ready, because one is about to happen. When I look around and see the chaos everywhere going on, this generation is ripe for the move of God. And the only thing he said is, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then will I forgive their sins and I will heal the land. Washington is not going to heal the land. You can forget that. Washington ain't healing no land. I'm telling you. The people of God, the anointed ones, they're the ones who's going to be the one to heal the lamb. You get on the subway and you ride with them. When you go to the marketplace, you walk by them. When you go up and down your block, you walk by their home. When you're driving down the street, they three cars in front of you, two cars in back of you, or right across from you. They're on the bus. They're driving company cars. They're dressed up in uniform. they They're everywhere. Those are what we call the people of God. They're going to be the ones
0: that change
3: the earth and heal the land. It's not coming from Washington. It's never going to come from Washington. People. When God begins to do a move, he's calling on ordinary people. Some of them are little kids right now. Some of them are older men. They're little like Samuel was when he was called by the Lord. Some is old like Moses was when he was called by the Lord. God don't discriminate. Some are males. Some are females. Some have gotten caught up into homosexuality. Some are alcoholics. Some are drug addicted. Some are cheating on their wives. Some are whoremongers. Some got quick temper. Some is inside jail houses. They're everywhere. These are the people of God. That he's gonna to use to change the world. Are you hearing me? He's not looking for the White House. Oh no. God is looking for ordinary people. Some is in college, some got PhDs and masters and associate degrees. They educated, some is not educated. So when you're looking for a move of God, he's not discriminating. He's looking, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord. Is going to and fro. He doesn't care. He's looking for that heart. The heart. The heart is really the spirit of the man. That's not the soul, because you're made in the threefold. You are a body, from dust you are, and dust you shall return. You are a soul, your mind, your emotion, your will. But then you are a spirit, and the Bible said the spirit of the man is the candor of the Lord that searches all the inward parts of the belly. So he's going to deal with your the spirit. These are the things that God is looking for when he's looking for his people. He wants to do something through them. He wants to do something in you. He wants to do something. So this is the thing. I want you people to do this. If you are here and you want to say something, please just do, Brother Calvin, a favor. Put star and eight. And come on in, just share whatever's on your heart, whatever you might want to say. Even if you don't want to give us your name, it doesn't matter. You don't have to give us your name. But if something that you just want to say, you're welcome to say it. But I want you to know and hear me from my heart, you're the one that God is looking for. That's what your brother wants you to know. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's not looking for somebody else. We always think maybe it's somebody else. no. You're the one that he wants in this hour. Isn't it amazing that you can read about David, read about Joel, read about Daniel, and you think they were great men, but they was ordinary men like you? And you are part of that branch. You are part of that vine. You're connected with a long genealogy of warriors. Your name is on that branch too. Man, this is crazy. Think about it. The fire that runs from all the way back from Genesis all the way up until our time is still running in your blood, too. Because when you said yes to God, he impacted your life from that moment. You're part of the covenant. He took you in. You're in his family. He didn't care about the natural family. It's the spiritual family. You were birthed into the family. And when you were birthed into the family, you're one of his now. Your name has been written in ton eternal book called the Book of Life. God Almighty saw fit to choose you. He told Jeremiah, when you was, before you was born, I already knew you. Before you came out of your mother's womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you, and I anointed you to be a prophet to the nation. God is going to bring the prophetic calling back in so strong, y'all. It's going to wreck the whole churches and everything. But when he called his prophetic people forth, right now he's getting his army in order. It's going to be the people that you never thought. Don't look at the TV. That's not going to be what God thought at. We might think of the people who's well-known. now, nah, uh-uh. Because you don't know who's who this day and hour. But God knows who's who. I think about Daniel. I can't help but think about Daniel. When he broke through the third heaven, he had a unique way of doing it. This man had a consecrated life to the Lord. He would pray three times a day. It didn't say how long, but he prayed three times a day. Was he praying for himself only? No, he was praying for Israel. But the man had what the Bible called, this out, y'all, an excellent spirit. Huh? Daniel wasn't accountable to Nebuchadnezzar. Never to no, he was accountable to God. And by him being accountable to God, the Gabriel came and gave him the message. He said, oh, Daniel, you're highly favored. You have an excellent spirit. God want to show you some things. You want God to talk to you? You want God to speak to you? You want God to move in your life? huh? You got to get into neology, folks. Oh, it's got to be neology. Because I've been around people who did not go to theology school. Now theology school is good it's a blessing because it takes you into the history and it breaks up the who, where, why, and all that stuff you need that's good to know that but I'm going to tell you something it's something about when God just divinely begin to pour into you because you're praying to him and he begin to open up your spirit and he talks to you and he reasons with you and he shows you how to walk daily with him you need the word and you need a prayer life, but you got to have a prayer, a fasting life along with it. The fasting part breaks up the heavily, the spiritual realm, because you can't really get through it without a fasting. You got to go through fasting. Fasting is what breaks up the spiritual realm for you. With the prayer life, you got to fast because fasting humbles your flesh. Because when you start eating all kind of food, and you're eating all the time, eating all the time, you can't really hear what God is saying, like he really wants to talk to you. But when you are fasting, it breaks up the atmosphere. It opens up the heavens, and you're praying, and you're consecrating. If you can get through the first three days of the fast, you're on your way. You're going through. When you knock through those boom, 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 those three doors, you roll it. Because then God began to show you, you can feel as the older folks, I love the older folks, we went home to be with the Lord. I just love this when they would say that. I feel my help coming on. I loved it when they would say that because they can tell when they were fasting and praying, you could feel the shift after the third day because the battle is intense. The first day you say you're going to fast, you think of all the good food you like to eat, your favorite snacks, the commercials thrown in at the feet. Come on out the Red Lobster and all these other places. Didn't the saints call you up? We going out to dinner, bro. You want to come with us? Oh, no, I'm not going to. Don't worry about it. I got you. They even volunteer to the and bring you food. People bring you pies and everything, but they don't know you're fasting. And you don't need to tell everybody you're fat. Just say, no, at this time, I'm, not, I'm good. I'm good at this time. I'm not eating at this time. I'm, I'm okay. There's something you got to keep it sacred between you and God. But when you're fasting, don't forget to mix now the hygiene part. Don't forget the brush. Don't forget the listerine. And don't forget the mix. Because people can smell it too, folks. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. But let me just say this when you are fasting, you will see a change. If you want to see a breakthrough, you want God to move, and you need God to speak to your heart. You go on the fast. Now, folks, let me say this, and it's very important that I say this to you also. Let us not be ignorant that when you are fasting, if you know you have a medical challenge in your life, you need to go to your doctor and get professionally, professionally, ask your doctor, for his insight, what you can fast on, how you can fast, what to eat, what to drink if you're fasting. That's very, very important, okay? But when you are fasting and you can fast, whatever the doctors instruct you to do, go follow that plan as unto the Lord. But for those of you who can fast, you can turn down your plate. You do that. I guarantee you watch what God is going to do. First, all of a sudden, everything will go crazy, haywire. It's going to seem like the devil don't went off his mind on you. People are going to notice you who you never noticed before. Now, let me explain this to you. When you fast and you love God like that, you can be your mind and your business going places. All of a sudden, you're walking down the street and you're in some place and people looking at you that you never saw in your life. They're looking at you like they know you. Some people gonna look at you because they got devils in them and they can see you. They know that you one of God. They know that you want of God. They don't know who you are, but that spirit in them don't like you. And it's gonna they might do something, cuss you out, or something might go down to that point, but you gotta ignore that. Some gonna see you and say there's something different about you. It's just something different about you. Oh, this is the best one. Don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost, everybody who ever left heaven is familiar with God's presence. So when people say that to you, don't think it's strange, y'all. It's because God is in you. And they knew God, but they can't remember everything about God because they came from God. And when they said, you look familiar, do I know you? some cases, it could be from a place or a location. But in a lot of cases, they never saw you before. But it's the spirit of the Lord that's on you that they sense, that they know that spirit. Let me tell you something. When God shows up somewhere, when Jesus would go somewhere, everybody, they come in. They come in because it's him. It's not us. It's him. And he loves souls. And he's concerned about your growth. You didn't just tap into this by accident. All of this was its purpose and timing. Yeah, we know it's Christmas time, but what's, the Christmas is really about Christ. The greatest gift that was ever given to man was salvation. Jesus was it. John the Baptist told the world, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was on the earth. The angels got excited because they know it was a shifting that was taking place. A change was coming to all humanity. A savior was born in Bethlehem. A Savior, Christ Jesus, to save all human race. Whosoever will can get saved. Good will to all men. The Savior was born. And he came as a baby. And he walked on the earth. And he grew up to become a man. And he preached the gospel. And he told people that he is the light of the world. He told them, if a man come after me, listen, he wanted the men to know who he was. It was important for them to know that. And then he taught the disciples, and he told them with a charge, go ye therefore unto all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. This is salvation that God has sent his son into the world for all of us. When he came, he came to show us what our real purpose was. You may be a lawyer or a doctor or a nurse or a technician or engineer. You can be anything on this earth right now. You may have degrees and other capability of your life, but God came that you might know him because he has a plan for your life. And your purpose may not always be the five-fold ministry. Your purpose could be an anointed lawyer, an anointed nurse, anointed doctor, anointed bus driver, anointed cleaner. Wherever he got you at, you're anointed to be there. That is your purpose to be an example to many people, a light, a guardian, season words, when you read the word of God all through the Bible, the books of wisdom, the book of Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, these are the books of wisdom, all this wisdom, all this anointed, all this power that God has left on display for us to read, to learn about him. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. Rest. Here is a place of rest that God brings you to. In your spirit, a place of rest where you can rest in God. Like the storm, everything can be ripped up. But in the eye of the storm, there's a peace there. And that's what he brings. He brings that serenity, that peace, that joy. Don't you love him the day when God can bring that to you? That when you open the word of God, there's a rhema word he got for you, a logos word he got for you. Somehow you know he's going to speak to you because he loves you. He always loved it, you. Don't you know it by now? And he keeps sending people to you to let you know how much he loves you. He keeps showing you in different various ways how much he loves you. What took other people out, you still hear. What tragedy hit other people, it didn't hit you. And some of you, you hit it and you still went through it like it was nothing. He's covered you. He protected you. What people thought that would happen to you, it did not happen. They said, she's done. Man, he is finished. Took a fork in him because he's ready and well cooked. But God brought you through it all. He's a coverer. He is a protector. He's a guider. When the Bible says God word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. David said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there is a valley, and the shadow of death lies around it." He said, "I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comforted me." Listen, y'all. I'm telling you, he prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. He anointed your head with oil, and your cup is running over. He filled it. To the point, he just didn't fill it up, he let it run over. It's so heavy on you that it's overflowing and blessing everybody else around you. They getting blessed. Because of the anointing that's on you, they got blessed too. Folks, let me tell you something. Our God is a warrior. He's a champion. He don't lose. He got more championships than Michael Jordan, than Tom Brady, than everybody put together. He never lost. He's greater than Muhammad Ali. Are you hearing me? He is the great I am. He's the God, the captain of the Host. He never lost a battle. Even when you thought he lost, he won. It looked like he died, but he was winning and dying. Come on, man. He ain't losing. That's that's not his his MO is not to lose. (laughs) He went The angels know about all this, y'all. We don't. We don't know it. The question was, Acts and Psalm chapter 8, what is man that you are mindful of him? Think about this, y'all. And what is the son of man that you take notice in him? Because you made him a little bit lower than an angel because of what Adam did. A little bit lower than an angel, but yet you crown him with glory, with honor. Don't you know there are crowns that we're going to get? Different types of crown. Crown of faithfulness. Crown of righteousness crowd of uh, soul winners, different crowds that you go into that Bible. Matter of fact, when you get a chance, use your phone, go on your computer, look up the crowns in the Bible on your computer. It's going to blow your mind, the different type of crown people are going to get when they get to heaven, huh? Heaven is real, y'all. It's real. This ain't our residue of eternal life here. This is a temporary post. We're sliding through this place, man. We just passing it through, and every time a mighty man and woman of God leave the earth, I get a little bit upset, y'all. I get offended. I said, man,
0: they gone.
3: They ain't got to deal with this crazy world no more. They went in. They with the rest of the host of the family. They with the rest of our family, y'all. They are back home with the rest of our family, and there's a host of family that when they walked in, they all was shouting and rejoicing when they got here. Another one made it through. You are important to God. You are part of a huge family. My God, the family that you're a part of started all the way back in Genesis. This is a big family. Nobody hating on each other. Everybody loving each other. Everybody excited for each other. And then he said, I got many a mansion there. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I don't care what this life looks like to you. He told the church of Samaria, I know that you're poor, but you're rich. Be faithful to death, and I'm going to give you a crown of life. Come on, man. We win. There are no losers in God's kingdom. Nothing but champions. Different type of warriors who was born in different dispensation and different seasons. All of us is a part of that same family. We all like-minded. We think a lot. We process things the same way. The world said great minds think alike. I beg the difference. Anointed minds think alike. Are you hearing me? Anointed minds think alike. There's something about people when they walk with God. You could tell. You said this man is with God. This woman is with God. You can tell they love God. It doesn't mean that they were perfect all their life. No. They love God. And guess what, folks? God loved them, too. Oh, he loves them. The disciples walked with Jesus. They argued, bickered, and had problems. They always had disagreement. But Jesus, the Bible said he loved the dumb to the end. He rebuked them. He correct them, called them little faith. But he loved the dumb boys. He didn't sweat the small things. Why are you sweating the small things that you get problems with? And
2: I don't know if the Lord likes you because I just can't get through this right here.
3: He still loves you. You think that's a surprise to God? You think he didn't know that when you got older, you would have that challenge? He said he's Alpha and Omega. What do you think that means? He's the beginning and he's the end. I always tell people he's the God of the future, not the God of the past. He's the future. Because in Revelation, he runs everything. He's in the past, present, and future. Everything he already knew about you, he knew the day you was born and the day you was going to die, and he still loved you. He know the numbers of your hair. He knew every mistake you were making in your life before you knew it. His foreknowledge knew it. The devil said, oh, you messed up there. Look what you down. done. Don't you know? Sister Yo-Yo saw this and Brother Deacon Willie Walker heard this. You are finished. And God out looking sitting there, God said, I know that they were going to do that before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. It didn't surprise him at all. I want to say this to you again. Um, I want you to do this. Do this and try to do this. I want you to dial star eight. Come on in and talk with us. I want y'all to know that you're important, and I want you to know that God got a place for you. He want to use your life. He's concerned for you, and he want to raise you up. You are the one he's looking for. He's been calling you. He's been beckoning to you. He's been pulling on you. You've been fighting him. You've been serving God, duck suit. I call it duck suit. You're ducking him. So get rid of your duck suit. It's time to serve God because people are depending upon you to come forth. And when I say people, it's people that you may never meet. You may be on an airplane. You may be on Amtrak. You may be on a bus and meet people. Because you got that anointed on you, you're going to impact their life. Their life is going to be changed forever, forever. You may be getting ready to go away for the holidays. You don't know what God is going to do. Who are you going to allow to come across your path? He wants to do something for your life. I want to just say this. I want to pray with those of you who are listening and maybe you backslidden or whatever. I want everybody to just repeat after me while you're on this phone and just hear what I'm saying right now. Just repeat after me because God would just do a fresh thing, a new beginning with someone. I don't know who it could be, who I'm talking to. But I just want to let you know I'm just trying to do what God has laid on my heart to do. I want you all to hear. Just repeat after me. Don't go nowhere. Repeat after me. Say, oh, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Watch me and cleanse me in the blood of the Lamb. Create in me a clean heart. Renew within me the right spirit and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart and to my life and do a new thing in me. This day, I acknowledge, this day, I rededicate my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I hear testimony. I saw about three weeks ago a lady who was in another religion. And God began to deal with her. Listen, y'all, she didn't have the evangelist. It wasn't a teacher. It wasn't a preacher. Nobody, but God was just dealing with this woman so heavy. And she cried like a baby, and she told a story. She started reading the Bible and dealing with God and hearing what the Bible had to say that she read it. God just pulled her out of this other religion. She just cried. She just cried. Her family, nobody want to be bothered with her, but she obeyed the voice of the Lord. Man, I got so excited. God said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow i want to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for everyone that's underneath the sound of our voice. God, we can't do nothing of our own. We just do what you say to do. God, I pray that you would send a change in the name of Jesus in the atmosphere. God, change the atmosphere.
0: Change
3: the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Change their heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Quicken them in their spirit, Lord. Do a new thing. Break down strongholds principalities, demonic forces, generational curses, what the devil been saying and whispering? what people have thought. Bring it to God. God, do a new thing from this day forth. Change every situation. In the name of Jesus, we beat back the forces of darkness, the devil, what he meant to do in his tactics, and everything that he tried to do to
2: impede
3: the progress of your people. God, tear down the walls, God. Give them liberty and freedom in their spirit. Give them a heart to seek your face, God. Let deep call to deep, Lord. As the dead panic after the water broke, even so let our soul cry out and pass after you. Give us a deeper capacity, a greater hunger, the thirst to seek your face, God. Move by your spirit, God. Lord, we release your angels and cast around about us. Keep us and shield us. Protect us from things seen and unseen. In the name of Jesus, break up foul ground. Be the mighty battle axe. Tear up the enemy's what his tactics is from the root of the tree with the ax in the name of Jesus. Let us use your word like a sword, God, that you may be glorified in everything that we do. Move by your spirit, God. Have your way, saturate us in your word, in your spirit, God. Let us enjoy the peaceful relationship, the fellowship with you, God. We cry for it and we need it more and more every day, God. Name and to your glory, praise. Amen. I pray for you. I love you. You are my brothers and sisters in Christ. I am your brother. I'm just a voice on a, on, a, on, a, on a radio. That's all I am. John the Baptist said, I'm the voice crying out in the wilderness. This world is a wilderness. All of you are voices. And you got to cry out in the wilderness. We are in a wilderness. The sinners are groping in darkness. The question was how can they hear without a preacher? Somebody got to go. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring forth good tidings? Somebody got to go. But before they go, they gotta get built up. They gotta get strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. They gotta stir up the gift that's within them. You got to do it. Don't get caught up into tradition. Don't let your mind get traditionalized. Get in the Word, read your gospel, get in Proverbs, read Psalms. The whole Bible is good, but go into your Word. Go back to what Jesus said. Jesus was not a traditional man. He didn't come to be traditional. He came for the souls. He wanted us to have a relationship with God, and he loves you. Man, he loves you. I just want you to know that. Will you got something you want to share with us? We're going to say something with us real quick, and then yeah, we're come um,
0: back. People, um, I see and I understand how you feel by not pushing Star Eight because the joy <laughs> that Minister Calvin Myers is putting us, even when he just be like laughing and what he just said about five minutes ago, I was so tickled, man! I, I, I was rolling, man! You are on fire, and I ain't even holding you, but people, um. This is Sound City Radio, and we practice freedom of speech, freedom to grow, and freedom to learn and know. That's why I call it Sound City Radio. All that I only ask y'all to do is be real. Be safe <laughs> and be ready. But you can dial that number and tell a friend to dial it. 724 444 7444. Put the pin number in 143906 pound. Then wait a second and push in one pound to enter the show and start 8 to talk. I don't even want to stop this atmosphere because it's flowing. So right back to you, Minister Calvin Myers.
3: Thanks. Remember this your oil has to remain in your land. The five wise virgins, the five foolish virgins. The fire that you have is imperative that you keep the oil you're burning. You keep it burning by prayer, by reading your word, and being around the fellowship of the believers around the body of Christ. The people of God love God. People, even the one that's mean and nasty as a rattlesnake, love them. Don't be a respectable person. Love all people. The question was asked to John, what should you do? And John told him, if you got two coats, give one away to someone else. He was telling them what you do. Don't If you took somebody ox, give it back to them. Be fair with all people. Do the right thing that you need to do to the other human race. One of the things that I've heard that people have testified about, who died and met the Lord, he always Talk with them about how they treated one another. Be careful how we treat one another. Show each other with love. Love people are going to get on your nerves. Listen, I, I I know folks can get on your nerves, but we still got to love one another, y'all. We don't know what that soul is going through. We don't know what they're going through. But I want to encourage you to sharpen yourself. With, if you're a female, get around godly women who love God, who just love God. And love people. If you're a godly man, get around godly men who love God and love people. Men that talk about God, that like to talk about God. Men who love to have fellowship and talk about God. Where they set aside a time where they can come together. Iron sharpens iron. We get together and we talk as men with other men. You get what I'm saying? We fellowship with one another because it's important. And I love being around the brothers of all different walks of denomination and different walks of colors. I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal. My church is non denomination but I love all my brothers, I'm telling you. i got some brothers who are Baptist brothers. they powerful brothers, man. I'm telling you. I love those brothers, and I look forward to when we all get together, Methodist brothers, all kind of brothers, black, white, all kind of brothers. I love it when I meet all kind of different ethnicity and race of people that love God. All of us came from Adam. I'm going to tell y'all
2: something.
3: Heaven is going to be a place that's mixed with all kind of race. All of us came from the seed of Adam. It's going to be an awesome fellowship. Do you hear me? Man, we're going to have fellowship. It's a world that's beyond speakable. It is a world that you cannot comprehend. It is a world that we've heard of of old, and when we get there, we love it, because everybody who experienced going there, they didn't want to come back. (laughs) I love the testimony when people see people who died that they knew was waiting for them and smiling and excited when they got there. Oh, you don't hear me. Listen, there's a world that God got prepared for those that love him. My God, you go back to encourage yourself. Go back and read the book of Revelation when John said what's well, all going to be inside the kingdom of heaven. He said it won't be no more nighttime for the Lord will be the light of the city. Man, I'm telling you. it's cause he said, And he's going to wipe away all the tears from our eyes. Nobody going to cry no more. <laughs> that baby that died, that little child that died, all of them are there. They're all waiting. they all there. And you're talking about a surprise party. God know how to get to us, man. He loves us. And if having everybody that you love that went home to be the Lord waiting for you at the gate, that's what he's going to do when you get there, and he's going to be laughing too because he can't wait to see you again. I'm telling you, we serve an awesome God, you He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. We're not going to die again. And all things, the Bible says, the Lord said, behold, I make all things new. I love the way the Lord talks. boy. when he talks, he talks right through you. It seems like when he talks, he just go right through you. It just go right through you when you talk. When you read his word and you can hear God, It's go right through you. He said, behold, I make all things new. And one thing I love about God, he never lies. <laughs> he never lies. So whatever He says, baby, you can bank on that. He ain't no liar. He refused to be a part of a lie. <laughs> he's not going to be a part of a lie. He's real, and he's generous. And He knows everything about you. You don't got, well, you know, Lord. And I did this. He already know it. He's sorry. He knew it before you ever did it. He knew it. Only thing you got to do is come to Him and just say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Cause He already know it. You don't got to go into detail. And at eight thirty-two, I did this. You don't need to tell Him all that. He already know all that. Just say, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> if you can actually do that, he will clean you up. He will wash you. He will purify you. He will sanctify you. And then he will anoint you afresh. And, man, I love seeing a fresh anointing on God's people. Oh, my goodness. It's beautiful when you see a fresh anointing. Man, it's nothing like it, man. Fresh manner on their life. Fresh anointed. New ideals, the fire of God is in their spirit. They're excited about the Lord. And then he covers you. You got to remember you are protected by Psalm 91. You better believe it. Oh, you protected by Psalm 91. Let me tell you something. I got a lot of friends that was old and young that went home to be with the Lord. And I can't wait to see them and talk with them again. Man, I can't wait to see them and talk with them again. It's gonna be a blessing, man. A lot of friends. Some were so funny. I had so much fun with them. Some just they just love God. They love God. And it's something about them that you just you knew they was your family. And they called you family because you was family. And that's who we are? We need each other. All of us do. We don't fight against one another. We need each other. The enemy will always say, oh, don't call them. Don't talk to them. No, 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 no. We need each other. Iron sharpens iron. We bring balance to one another, all of us, the pastors and the deacons and the mother's board and the evangelists, the apostle, the teacher, the prophet We all need each other, and God is bringing his people back together. Oh. I love it when God stir up the pot man he's bringing his people together. Are you hear me? He's separating the sheep from the goats. y'all don't hear me Woo! it's gonna be something. You're going to look up and see somebody and say, Oh, I knew that you were saved. I knew it was something different about you. And they start laughing. They say, Yes, I was saved too. I'm saved too. But I never thought to ask you. But I could tell when you came around, it was something different about you. They were saved. The Bible said, Judge no thing before it's time. You don't know who's in and who's out. You don't know. That's why you can't let nobody get in your ear. Oh, they ain't real. They are phony. Watch out when people talk about anybody else a phony. Don't let everybody get in your ear. Just say, "While well, we praying for them if they're phony that they'll be real. <laughs> Listen, folks, there are no fake $3 bills. There are no fake $3 bills. You know why? Because there is no real $3 bill. You're only going to have fake when it's something that's real. So always remember that. You are special to God. The Bible said, "You are fearfully and wonderfully made." He specifically created you for a gift for all of us. He made you a gift for us. I want you to know that, and you're special to us. And I want you to remember, we're gonna be back next Monday again. We'll be right back at you next Monday. If we want to do next Monday, I know it's Christmas, but we'll be here. If you want to talk, we do this thing again for an hour. Maybe we'll want to do it for an hour. I don't know if you want to do it or not. But I just want to let you know words of encouragement will be here. And I know it's Christmas, to be Christmas that day, but I'm going to be here with you. And I love Christmas too, and I got a family too, but Christmas, we want to be with you for Christmas because we don't want you to be alone on Christmas. We still want you to know that we care for you. We love you, and this is what we do. This is what we do. This is who we are. I'm thinking about some of my buddies that's out there. What y'all heard was one of my buddies, uh, my main man, um, Aaron. Aaron Williams, he was a he's a singer. God uses this man, he's anointed to sing and you hear his song. He is a blessing. He's a even beautiful brother in life when you meet him too. He's like that. And it's him and other brothers that I got out there. Cornell and all kind of other men of God. Men of God with different wisdom and love in their heart that God is just putting in our lives, in our life, just to be able to talk to us, to show us how to walk and talk. We got men that we just love. We thank God for them when they come around. We love our brotherhood. We love all of them, our prophets, friends, Brother Ivey, uh, uh Brother Brown. It, it, we got brothers around us that we love, different brothers, Calvin and Sims. And, and, and listen, we got men that we love to be around. And we want us to know we need each other in this hour. So I encourage you to find sisters in the Lord and other type of people. Fellowship with one another. Fellowship with one another. And let all the brethren come together and the sisters come together. Because we got one enemy, y'all. Always remember that. We got one enemy. And that enemy is a fallen angel. There's only one race. The human race that God has ordained for us to be together. We'll turn it over to you, my brother.
0: Okay, people. Um, we got. Oh man, this was some great word. I don't know if anybody's out there want to push star A real quick and say anything whatsoever to Minister Calvin Myers, but it'll be a blessing to hear your voices. Remember to tell a friend to dial at number seven two four. Four 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 seven four four four. Put that pin number in, which is 143-906-pound. Then you got to push one pound into the show and start eight to talk. Now, later on today, around like 9 o'clock, I'm, a part, I'm part of On Point Radio, and they're having good old Mr. On Point, better known as Mr. Controversy, is having a show tonight. And he's going way in. His topic for tonight is, (laughs) and it's funny, because it says, get out, we don't want you here. And basically he's saying tonight he'll be pushing the infiltrators, the hood migrates back to the suburbs in which they came. The topic, genification, part two, taking back our village. Why do we allow these big businesses, college, universities, hospitals, etc., come in our villages and buy up the property and redevelop them for their college students and, or their people driving up the taxes while pushing their original occupants out. Why do we protest? Well, I don't understand. Why don't we protest them? And driving us out like they do us. We attempt moving into their gated, communities. Why is it when we move into the neighborhood, it's there goes the neighborhood, but when they take over our hoods, it's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Down that number, you know the number, 724-444-7444. Put the pin number in 143-133-pound. Then you got to push one pound into the show and start to talk. Now, there's something else that's going on Tonight at 10 o'clock, good old DJ Philly Joy. And she has her show coming on, and it's called, let's see if I can pull this up, right? Is there true freedom from the matrix system in the world? Freedom from capitalism, myths, fantasy, delusion, socialism, indoctrination, for subliminal suggestions, holidayism, that's going to be the topic for tonight on BevNet. And that number is the same old number, seven two four 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 seven four 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 7444 number, but a pin number is 145234 Pound. Then you're in a one pound and the show and start eight to talk. Now, there's another thing that's happening tomorrow. We have a brand new host coming in temporarily on Tuesday while good old Firecracker with butterflies, fire and ice is on sabbatical. Whenever she comes back, she definitely got her Tuesday back. But good old our brother, better known as Brother Leonard, and he's from my church, trying to say for the National Worship Center. But his topic for tomorrow at five o'clock is five deadly sins of the end times, and he. Is going in. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. He likes to talk about revelations and stuff like that, but this brother right here, he's got, he got something in him. And he's going to go real far. And if you want to tune in, it will be a great time to tune in because every other Tuesday is Word of Fire with Minister Calvin Myers. He comes on the same time as my brother Aaron Williams. And that week that he's listening to was my brother Aaron Williams, which I'm going to let you relate with. Even now. But if you have any questions, comments, or even any type of concerns, you may email me at will.ofod at or at DJ underscore chill at This is Exodus 15.13. one three. In your
2: Bible. The book of Exodus. Chapter
0: fifteen verses one two.
2: And three, it says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song For the Lord hath triumphed gloriously, for both the horse and the rider has thrown into the sea. Then it says, The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become. My habitation. How many know that He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall The Lord is my habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. Then verse three says, "The Lord is a man of war." Hallelujah! How many know that He's a battle line in the time of battle? That the Lord is. A man of war. That the Lord is his name. Come on, raise your hands with me right there. As we bless the Lord for all that he's done for us, we bless his holy name. We give him glory. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. With your hands are name, the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous run into it, and they are our Lord, Lord, my and my song. The Lord has become my salvation My God, and I will prepare for him a habitation.
0: y'all hear that i'm telling y'all and the best thing about life is he has an album he's coming out with and it's it's already out and you can get it as soon as you want i mean you ain't gotta do nothing but give him a phone call i wish he was to right now i'm push because then i could tell him to tell where you find it but here's lift him higher
2: Oh, I'll
0: I mean, the brother's killing the game. I don't know if y'all understand what I'm saying. I hope y'all get it because this is something really good. Now, you can reach him at Aaron Williams, P.O. Box 50694, Philadelphia, PA 19132. Um, I don't know if he has any other mention. I forgot what he was telling me beforehand. And don't forget about the virus sources, my brother, Brother Michael Sloan. You can go on divinesources.org and see what we're doing out there. We got healthy food. You can heal yourself by eating healthy food. If you didn't know that, check it out. Here's win your heart. We're gonna close this and Williams, and then we go back to Minister God with Maya. We go home, and yes, we're gonna do it on Christmas, y'all. Every Monday with
2: our hearts for a thing that up in him. Yet still we make our request and our hope is that God would answer our prayers. But he said, my child, you should know I can see through all of your masks, and if you just come clean in your heart, the blessing yours before you ask, but you must bring your heart. Bring your heart and not your armor and before hand and I will really receive you in my presence. And my mama you'll be able to stand but you must win your heart God desire to bless you And your soul is would prosper. And be inward help. So, why would you doubt him when he's kept you and quite often inspired yourself? But you must seek his face and his blessing will be graciously added to you. But don't come. Tearing your bones, trying to feed him.
0: My child, this
2: is what you need to do, and that's render your heart, render your heart, and not your garment. My father will be able to say, But you must bring your father, not your darling. You're my child, and I love you so. I have so much in store, in store for you, and there's so much that I want you to know. But you must bring your father.
0: Myers, you still in the building? If not, do you not. We yes, sir, I am, sir. Okay, uh, there you
3: still, go. Sorry, my phone went all the way out, so I had to get it back in. Uh, let's just pray, y'all, right now. I want to thank everybody for just listening in. What God is doing, and you—you you haven't seen nothing yet. What God wants to do through everybody, He wants to use us collectively. Um, as a group, whatever way he want to move, he delight in moving in our lives. So let's just close out in prayer. I thank God for you all. Pray for my eyes, Saint, so I could see the words better. Maybe I got to get larger print. So I just want to go straight into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all things that you've done, what you're saying to us, how you're moving in the body of Christ at this hour. I just pray God that you will continue to refresh, replenish the body of Christ, make us better than what we are, anoint us afresh in everything that we do, cause us to hear from you more clearly and what you will have us to do in this hour, because the souls are very important, and we understand this, Lord. So, God, we depend on you, Lord, and we ask that we would do what we need to do to be in right standing with you. In Jesus' name, bless Brother Will. We thank you for his patience. We pray for him that you would continue just to strengthen him and develop him. We pray for all of our pastors, Lord, that you would bless our pastors, our leaders of the church, the household of faith, as they minister the word to us. Bless them and their family, Lord. Keep them. Watch over them. Strengthen them. Continue to give them a rhema word to minister to all of us as the body of Christ. In Jesus' name and to
0: your glory, we pray. Amen. The next right, time amen amen now people you already know when i say out it means obviously you talk so who's out
2: with lucky landslots,
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
3: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time
1: <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry